Hello, welcome back to Imperfect Parenting. Ben and Brittany, happy to be here again. Always. We're when, when not as clashing as last time. No. Good. Definitely not clashing. Oh, good. We were clashing last time. We were. We're different. Our personalities were ineffective, our clothes. Which no. I say different. different. I think of your mother. When you first got to Australia, 17, visiting my family, mm-hmm. and you called her and you said, they're weird here. She said, Brittany, they're not weird. They're just different. Not like your family. I wasn't calling your family weird as much as just Australians. The country. Yeah. yeah, we are. We're weird. The nationality. Weird of breed people. of people. Yeah. It was, I think I was shocked at how different the grocery store was or the <laughs> gas station, petrol station. Um, I, the restaurants, I, I mean, even getting coffee felt different. So, Kappa? Sure, that. The options, I'm like, what is a vanilla slice? A vanilla slice of mm. what? What am I getting a vanilla slice okay. of? We can't talk about Australian food. Okay. Sorry. You're going to get me hungry and sad. I just remember thinking, what is? What meat are these pies. words and what does that mean? A meat pie? I'm going to eat meat in a pie? Is I t- it I sweet took, pie? I took Brittany to a, an Aussie rules football game, Australian football. Yes. She was probably the loudest cheerer in our, our section. I was the loudest out of your family. It was fantastic. And that's just cheering for my team. Mm-hmm. And here we are. <laughs> Nothing changed. Cheers me because of it. <laughs> All right. I don't know how we got on Australia, but I'm happy we did. Mm-hmm. Our meme. Get to the meme. Okay. So it is a little baby who, there's two shots of him. The first one, he's got his hand on his face a little bit like he's thinking about something. Mm-hmm. And the other face is absolute guilt of, <laughs> yes, that just happened. <laughs> Um, but not in like a bad sense of guilt, but like as in a prideful sense of guilt. Like I, I, I violated something and I'm okay with it. So first image, hand on his face, thinking about something. It says, poop before or after diaper change. And then you go to the other face where he's completely happy with his decision or during. <laughs> Every parent mm-hmm. understands that one for sure, too. It's true. Oh, my goodness. I think the most complicated diaper change is always the boy. Really? Yes. Okay. Because you just could yep. let it wording out whenever. Like, you just you had to be ready, aim. Oh, here it comes. The moment Cover. he was born. Yes. He, he did his first poop. Uh, he f- they he cleaned had- him up. They moved him, and he pooped right away again. Yes. They had to change, like, the little... <laughs> What's funny now is when it just looks like a plastic Tupperware container that they put these babies <laughs> Can in. Can I just bring my own container? Yeah. Save Can some I money? Can I save myself $30,000 and just bring my own Tupperware <laughs> container? I bought this one at Costco for seven ninety nine. dollars That's what I, I think of. But yes, Lincoln had to be moved into a completely new plastic container because he filled it up that with That was so proud. He did it twice. It was pretty funny. He had been waiting to get out to do that. Do you really have a parenting podcast until you've talked about poop? <laughs> Probably <It feels> like <laughs> I don't know. Oh, children. I love them. They're also gross. <laughs> but it's all right. It's all good. They're messy. They are messy. That's why we love it. That's true. They teach us so much. And I think we're trying to teach them to think. Exactly. Which is what we're talking about today is empowering to think. Yeah. And... um Leaning into how do you create powerful thinkers? How do you create kids that, um, you know, know how to 
think through things, how to navigate things, how to um, ask questions. We shared a, a story earlier about Adeline and her shoes, you know, mm-hmm. and that was that was totally a moment of when I saw her. She said I didn't ask good enough questions, and uh, but the fact that she recognized great lesson. This is this is exactly the fruit that I want in these moments where okay, you're you're leaning into oh, I should have done this differently. Yeah. And and nobody I don't think that came from you. I don't she just is used to I'm I'm asked lots of questions at home yeah. to get me to think I didn't practice that. Yeah. And the 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 way that you find the information you need is mm-hmm. by becoming curious and asking questions. Mhm. And, and I think there's this this assumption that often takes place too with lots of us in in lots of relationships is, is I'm just I just begin to assume I know what's happening inside of you, mm. and I have no idea even with our children because they're they're little creatures who are growing up and becoming their own person their own personality and mm-hmm. you know I I I might understand some of how you might respond and what what you're thinking in certain situations but I don't really know what's going on inside of you, sure. and that's I think starting with even that helps me learn to ask questions, which then leads me to, I'm going to ask questions with this curiosity to draw out of you. So you have to go think about it yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, tell me more about this thing you're, you're passionate about. Mm-hmm. Help, me, help me understand why you did that right there. And that, you know, so even with the Adeline situation, I think my first question that we shared on that podcast was, what did you learn? Right. I, I, I know what you should have learned, mm-hmm. but I don't know what you're learning. So... Go inside for a minute and have a look. Yeah. What are you learning right now? You know, we're uh, trying... Our kids are all in these different stages right now, not that are just big moments of the next... Transition. Yeah, the next level up, if you will, in their lives. You know, Lainey's about to become an adult, so um, she's purchasing a car and taking on that responsibility that's nicer than what she currently has and... You know, Adeline's headed more and more towards high school and navigating that junior high. She's actually really navigated the junior high really well. And I think Lincoln's navigating some of his own stuff just as he's growing out of that elementary and into the... He's right on the precipice. Right on that teen. He's right in there. It's it's just so funny to watch. But all of the fruit that we're seeing here came from asking lots of questions down here that's yep. <laughs> what, what it feels like is we we planted the seeds of um when you hit your brother how do you think that makes him feel yep. well, when you uh tell your mom when you tell mommy that you don't have reading and that you didn't do any of your reading for the the whole year and now you have to read the whole book over summer how does that feel you know i, I it's just these questions is how does that feel as, depending on the situation, the other question we would ask is, uh, what do you need from me? Mm-hmm. And Because that's the other thing I think the parents jump in and assign is the need that their child has that I need to fill. Well, might not be the right one because we will assign the responsibility to ourselves instead of assigning it to our kids. So what do you need from me? I don't know. Okay. Well, when you know, come find me. Yeah. Well, one of the ways that conversation with Delaney has gone many times is I'll say, do you, do you need anything from me? What do you need from me? And she'll say, no, nothing. No, I'm good. Mm-hmm. And I'll come back to her and say, is that because you're not going to tell me or you're not sure right now? 
Because one of the things we know about her yes. is she doesn't want to doesn't want to create inconvenience, inconvenience, and a demand on the relationship. Mm-hmm. And this is her personality. Yeah, yeah. Which which I understand, and I'm probably wired closer to that than you are. And yes, all of our children are wired more like <laughs> you than me. That is how they've all come out, even though they were inside of me. I'm gonna leave that right where it is. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I just thought I'd have at least one. Nope. Uh, it's it is interesting. I, I mean, even how Delaney looks. Someone told me the other day she looks she looked more like you growing up. She's starting to form into Brittany more. Yeah. I mean, just just have it. Just okay. take it. Okay. Just <laughs> I'll, receive. I'll, I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> but the yeah, I, I I just think even with Delaney, honey, you do have needs, mm-hmm. and that's been part of this is. I need you to go look look what it is. I'm going to help you. We can help you find them. But dismissing and pretending you don't Mm -hmm. cannot be an option. Hey, it's Brittany here. I'm normally on the Kylo Show, yes. But I wrote a book. I wrote a book for parents. But I talk a lot about moms. So if you're listening to this and you're a mom who's frustrated, who feels like you're failing, who feels hopeless in this game of parenting that we're in, I want to invite you to read my book. It comes out Mother's Day this year, and I picked that day on purpose because I know that church is attended the most on Mother's Day, and I've met with so many moms out there that want to do this well, and so do I, which is why I wrote this book. I know that connection is the goal. And perfection just gets in the way. So if that's you, mom, buy yourself this gift on Mother's Day. It's going to be worth it. So I hope that you feel blessed and encouraged by my new book, Imperfect Parenting. You can find it at imperfectparenting.co. And that's a really great point of helping to empower them to think and make space for their needs because... Delaney is a very demanding child, very loud, uh, very intense. But that, as she matured and grew more self-aware, it it really, I think, her personality, her true personality morphed and became on display. And now she's like, oh, I don't want to have needs because I don't want to inconvenience people. I'm like, oh, that's not true. No. Let's not do that. So she's been lo- done lots of reps, and she's still got lots of reps to go um, in – confronting that thing that wants to creep in. But so much of this is asking the question, which we do often, what do you need? What do you need? And um, what do you need to feel if they get stuck? Um, How did that make you feel? What do you think that you're stuck on? Or what are you confused about something? We just, I feel like we just lead with so many questions all the time because we want them to learn. Yep. And think about things more than I want to just tell them. Yep. Because if I tell you, then when you need to know how to think, you won't. No thinking required. Because I have told you. Or you're going to replace that telling you what to think with someone else just telling you what to think, which makes powerless people. Yep. we got enough of those. We do. <laughs> so we need to make some powerful people. Come on. Which is asking good questions, leading with curiosity, and making space for learning to happen. And, and the parents for parents. 
parents with little kids, I think this starts with lots of choices. Mm-hmm. This is where it starts is, you know, something as simple as red plate, blue plate, mm-hmm. yeah. pink cup, orange cup. You know, they're like, ah, uh, orange. Oh, wow. Good job. You chose, you know, but it requires them to begin to practice making choices that they can own. Mm-hmm. And so I'm having to just practice this simple act of thinking rather than just being told, mm-hmm. orange cup. And I, I'm guilty of I can just go into told mode because I want I want it to be done. <laughs> that's my thing is I want it to be done, so I, w- I will just start directing it. Um, and that's where I've gotten in trouble in the past. But what I, I know is that if if I keep just taking over, taking over, taking over, when they leave my house, they're going to call me and go, can you just take over? Yep. I, I want to be done. I want to be done with the, t- the managing of your life. Oh, no, I, I created you to be codependent on me because I've done it all for you. Yep. Well, that's not what I want to do. And a lot of times uh, the parents, the questions I get is my child has anxiety when I ask them to make a choice. Well, the hard truth is that you've probably put that to practice because you've not empowered them to do the really low-risk things. And and even I would ex- be exploring, why are you afraid to make this choice? Yeah, It's just vanilla or chocolate ice cream. Right. What are you afraid of? Yeah, because I, I don't want the job to have to tell you all the time. Yeah. When that becomes my job, I'm becoming mad at you. <laughs> I'm not having any fun. No. You know, I asked Delaney the other day, it's, it's gone from, we started with her 10 months old with some of these tools and, mm-hmm. and, and choices started really early with her. And then, um, not at 10 months old, but I mean, she was, she was learning her impact on us back then and having to start. I think just the other day I asked her, there's this bill coming up and, you know, we, we want to help her. She's kind of easing into adulthood. And, mm-hmm. But I asked her, I, it, we owe this much for this thing coming up that, that's for you. I'd like you to think about how much you would like to contribute to that. And I walked away. And, you know, she's like, okay, like I can pay the whole thing. I said, I'm not asking you to pay the whole thing, but I, I do want you to think about what you can own there. So she's going to have to like deduce some number and, you know, what's what's my responsibility? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I'm not, she can't really fail here. And she may give a bigger number and I'll say, hey, tell you what, we'll we'll take more of that than you think. But just these little moments, it's it's grown from, red cup, blue cup to mm-hmm. what kind of car do you want? Yes. That's where we're right now. She's so, Delaney and Adeline are so different like us. Yes. But Adel, Delaney says, I just wanted to have good cup holders. <laughs> we should say the car she had before had crank windows, which are hard to find, guys. It's like, it's a, a very, uh, it should be in a museum because... I remember the first time she it got in It should your, be in a museum. When you, she got in your car and you're like, what does this do? <laughs> the first time that she, winds the window down. <laughs> yeah. Back in 2005. Yep. So uh, she asked, I just wanted to have good cup holders and automatic windows. She goes, the rest of it, I don't even I don't care. care. You guys decide. Where Adeline, I think when we, she's oh, going to yeah. be, Color. have a Pinterest board yep. of her car. Lord Jesus, give us what grace. kind of wheels, all of and it, tires, all yep. of it. So I just, they're just different. They're so different in, in their interests and what they um, need. But it is, it, it's practicing where can I share control yeah. and empower you to think? Where can I ask really good questions instead of jumping in and taking over? And where can I um, 
you know, do a good job of creating really easy places for you to fail that won't cost a lot, yeah. that help build your courage that failure is not the end of you. Yeah. Because okay? I think that's that sometimes just gets the swirl going of anxiety of I'm I will never recover. I'm like, oh, that's it's not true. One of the resources that I we've talked about a couple times on here that I just think we should bring up as much as possible. But Eric Knopf, mm-hmm. our close friend, mm-hmm. wrote a book called Raising Entrepreneurs, right? Yep. The, the title. Um, but it, it, it isn't necessarily this topic, but it deals with this in, in lots of ways. And just helping your children to think and, and be creative in the safety of, of their relationship at home with you. Mm-hmm. And so if, if this really is something that you want to explore and, and begin to grow in, Eric does a great job in, he's really describing his relationship with his parents and how his parents caused him to actually have to go inside himself and think and, and problem solve and all this kind of stuff. And, and the impact it's had on him today. I mean, he has a thriving, successful business Mm -hmm. that he attributes to his parents helping teach him to think. Yeah. And a lot of that is obviously more bent towards business, you know, kids that want to develop. A business of some kind, but they they definitely gave him the space to think in the weight of you know costs yeah. and all these things. But you know the the other thing that happens when we ask lots of questions with our kids and we let them learn and we develop this place of I'm I'm not going to do it for you, but I'm right here alongside you. Is it increases the levels of trust in our relationship, which increases our connection, which increases our influence, and so. Thinking about that in, you know, the younger years of elementary age, um, you know, you've got homework. Did you want to do that now or later? Okay. Um, We didn't get to it because you didn't come and find me. That's no problem. I know. I can see that you got a bad grade. You know what happened? Your coach doesn't let you play if you don't get good grades on your math work. Oh, man. So now we got to go to the game and watch you sit on the bench. Oh, I'm so sorry. That sucks. Yeah. What happened? How'd you end up on the bench this game? Instead of, you know exactly what happened. The reason why you, you're on the bench is because you didn't do your math. And when you don't do your math, you know exactly what's going to happen. So you deserve to sit on that bench because you didn't do your right. You, you could do that. But all it does is absolutely confirm yep. I'm a failure. What's already happening inside them. And I uh, I should be punished. I'm, I'm almost feels mocking. I know that that's not the heart of a parent, but that's kind of the experience. But if we show up with empathy and we show up with questions and what can we do differently next time? You know, where could you have asked for my help sooner? Do you feel like you got a good understanding of a plan for if this happens again? Do you need my help creating a plan? Do you need my help creating a schedule? You know, this is Lincoln. Lincoln is easily distracted. And then he has a mountain of schoolwork. Mm -hmm. So I... His being successful looks like, okay, this is a bummer. And I know you need my help on a lot of this, but you didn't ask us. How? Yeah. Oh, what are you going to do about that? Because yeah. you keep getting yourself in the situation. That sucks, son. Okay, you need a to-do list. Does it help you if I write it out? If it helps you if I underline what ones are most important to get done, I'm happy to do that. Okay. All right, here's your to-do list. You let me know if you need help. Yeah. But again, I'm I'm building trust because I'm not abandoning you in, in this. I'm going to stay connected to your heart. And and I get to ask really powerful questions that hopefully influence you to change to doing something different. Yeah. 
That's the goal. Yeah, and and you, there is something inside of you that, when when you feel trusted, when you feel like you you can handle this and you can do it, you know the the, the funny example I keep thinking about is, we had four trees come down this season on mm-hmm. our property. They're still down. They're still down. We're we're getting to it. But the biggest one, we had our whole crew out there one day, and Lincoln came and joined us. I think you sent him outside to come mm-hmm. come come help mm-hmm. the boys, and uh, he got out there, and I looked at Papa. I said, Papa, which is Danny, do you want to teach Lincoln how to use a chainsaw? And uh, I think they were both just as excited. Oh, I think he was, I think Papa, Papa was more yeah. excited. But he's, he's teaching Lincoln how to do this. And Lincoln walks away going, wow, I I, I was trusted with something that That powerful. could kill me. Yeah. I was not there, guys. <laughs> I only saw a video after it happened. It was it was fantastic. Yeah, good for my heart. But just the moment of I was trusted, you were with me, and, and I can handle it. Mm-hmm. It feels like the same thing with with this teaching our kids to think. Mm-hmm. Is is you trusted me, you were with me, and I can actually handle more than I thought I could. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, should we get to our question? Yeah, I would do that. Question is, we're going to start implementing hassle time. Mm-hmm. I was wondering if you have a list of jobs that a four and a five-year-old could do or a hassle time or what hassle time looks like for those ages. So this is, we started hassle time probably every now and then right in here. Mm -hmm. Um, Or it was a tired and you something to do. It depends on where it would show up. But do you remember any of the things that we did? One is um, pulling weeds. Mm Mm-hmm. That's one. Pretty easy. We've we've always talked about the, you know, we we have a staircase, so the um, dust often collects on the on the mm-hmm. the railings or the uh, baseboard, so cl- cleaning all those things. Yeah, baseboard's great. Pulling weeds is great. We had Lincoln around nine years old, do the trash can. The inside of the trash can. The inside of the outside cra- trash can. Yeah, that's a great one for most ages. That's older. Yeah, yeah. I'd say. If you have a mature five-year-old, maybe six-year-old, you give him the inside the outside trash can, and he'll never want house time again. <laughs> Especially when you throw things in there that are like what we have thrown in there mm-hmm. from the farm. Um, <laughs> another good one is, you know, you get if you have a dog, you do dog poop. Mm-hmm. Um, if they can't manage a shovel, we do doggy bags. They yep. pick it up with their hand, or is it block bags? We've done that. Um, I, I think it's really just, I would give them the, them something that's not going to cause you more grief in yeah. them doing it. You have to manage every second. Yeah. So something that you know they're capable of, they might whine and complain and take a really long time to do it, but it's not actually a task that they couldn't handle yeah. on their own doing. Um, unloading the dishwasher could be one. Uh, sweeping, I think sweeping, sweeping the garage. We have that a lot. That's a great one because um, it's kind of a big, huge space, not having to maneuver and everything. Um, yeah, those are all the ones that I can think of. But it, it's really just, it, you have to remember, it's an exchange of time. So it's not like, you know, you annoyed me for an hour, so I'm going to give you a whole hour of hassle time. That's not going to really work for a four and five year old. It's I felt hassled in this time frame. We're going to trade time in a chore. So mm-hmm. you're going to wipe down all the baseboards in the house. Do you want to do that in one day or in two days? Um, and you know, 
expect the the quality likely of a four and five year old. Um, or if you really want it to be fantastic, I'd stick to one area and and expect excellence yeah. from them. So that's my input. That's great. That's cool. it. All right. Okay. Well, we'll see you next week then. Till next time.